All right, folks. Episode four, Bourbon Glaze Nonsense, back by, let's call it popular demand. And we have a thrilling episode coming up for you all. Starting off in sports, we're going to be talking about the Rona between the MLB and the NFL. How is that impacting both those seasons? Moving on to tech, we're going to be talking about a cybersecurity incident happening in Garmin. Moving over to gaming, we're, we're back on the COD bandwagon talking about our hot streaks and getting into a bit of the season five rumors. And we're going to take a trip over to a lifestyle and really getting, uh, getting a little personal on why we're called what we are and we might not live up to that name. And then switching over to the unholy trinity of drinks you, uh, you really want to order at a happy hour, but you don't want to be judged at work. So stay tuned. And a bit of a bonus news, some breaking news here. Uh, we will now be available on YouTube. My executive producer has just informed me we got the green light, the funding is available, the page is up and running, and will now be available on YouTube. So more to follow. Welcome back to Bourbon Glaze Nonsense, and first of all, thanks to all of our sponsors. They've been pouring in the cash left, right, and center. Some of it we just can't even figure out where it's coming from because it's digital and non-existent almost. So we want to thank them for helping us kick off our YouTube channel and really drive more more content for the viewers that are demanding it, all eight of you. Um, moving, moving into the actual content of this show... Baseball. I know we hit our cap of talking about baseball for the show in episode one, but we have to bring it back because we almost made a prediction here. (laughs) Baseball and the Florida Marlins are testing fate and 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 it was 11 people tested positive for Rona on the Marlins team. And now the Marlins whole schedule is in this limbo of, well, how sick are these guys? Is baseball still relevant? And how many people have to die for baseball to actually cancel their season? Can we just talk about how <laughs> fitting it is that it's Florida? Like of all yeah. places for this to happen, it has <laughs> to be Florida. Like it's yeah. just, it's so fitting that Florida people get the COVID and put the whole season <laughs> at risk. Yeah, and the, the worst thing is it's, it, it, it's like, you know, it just... Florida is that stepchild that you just really don't want to have, and it just fucks everything up. And it's just, you know, you got to drag it along. It's part of the family. But you know every time you bring it to a nice family gathering, it's just going to piss its pants in the corner and and cry. So here it is again, rearing its head up and ruining what people were already not going to watch, I guess. Just the epitome of the redheaded stepchild. And I I feel bad, too. Just as baseball was like just peeking its head into like, uh, you know, relevancy with uh, with the Joe Kelly debacle and throwing at the uh, throwing at the Astros. I feel like the crying face is putting baseball back on the map and just Florida is doing everything it can to say, whoa, 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 hold the phone. I'm here to fuck shit up. (laughs) Yeah, it takes. Joe Kelly literally almost made me want to watch a baseball highlight video of him for two reasons. One, because of the crying face that he made walking away. It takes a lot of courage to throw at a man's head 
then strike him out and then walk away making a crying face at him. That's like, that's some BDE right there. And the second reason is somebody asked him what he was thinking when that pitch happened. And he said, I don't really think you guys know that I've been known to miss the target sometimes. And he was referencing, uh, I believe it was either this summer or last, uh, sorry, this spring or last spring, he posted a video of his door, of his window at his house that he'd shattered because he accidentally threw the threw the ball outside of the uh, of the of the net and destroyed his window. So you know maybe it's some 4D chess. He just told his wife, "Hey, honey, I'm gonna destroy a window so that I can throw at some heads this season and actually actually have like, hey, I'm actually a bad pitcher sometimes." I love it. That's that's an incredible response. I think second to only few years back when Bryce Harper had a, you know, this was before he turned 21 and had the question about like when they played in uh, Toronto, oh, the drinking age here is 18. You're going to go out and get a beer, Bryce? He just turns and goes, that's a clown question, bro. <laughs> so we might we might have a new segment on here looking in the uh, – in the uh, in the sports media finding new clown questions of the week. I think I think we're on to mm-hmm. something here. That's brilliant. And and for for clowns who are trying to to hide themselves as something they're not, is Bill Belichick the biggest clown of the season by telling all his players to sit out and worry about Rona so that he can tank for Trevor silently? Do we think there's a conspiracy here? Because what is it? Five members of the Patriots defense have already opted out due to family reasons and concerns about the virus. Yeah, that's some that's that's a hundred percent a bill move, and I can see him making it tanking without actually having to to throw the game because it's not it's not in his blood to like go out and and uh, and throw the game. I also wonder if like in the post Tommy era, is he just like is he getting cocky? Is he like well let's see <laughs> let's see what we can do here. Let's have some fun with it. I've got I've got what six rings, five rings. You know mm-hmm. we're, we're we're new squad this year. Let's let's shake things up. Let me bench. Uh, you know, get rid of High Tower. Get rid of Chung. You know, let's let's see. What we can, let's make it interesting. Yeah, and I think Belichick has eight Super Bowl rings. Just just so that we're correct there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the and and I think he's won one for for your Giants as well. Actually, he has two Super Bowl rings for your Giants. Mike. Back in the day. So, Back in so, the day. You know, in a way that he he he's helped you in in a in a life before you were alive. But the 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 big so he's given here, the Giants four Super Bowls. Ah, yeah, there you go. Got you it. Found a way. Uh, but uh, I I honestly think that yeah, you're 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 completely right. Belichick is just going to stalk the neighborhood WalMarts. Oh, I guess you can't do it. Well, yeah, you can. Some of them are still open. Just stalk the neighborhood WalMarts outside of Foxborough. You know, go to Waltham, Massachusetts for a day trip and just, hey, who, you know, meet me in town center if you think you can, if you can play for the Patriots, you know, get his stopwatch out, clock some 40s and see, can I field half the team of just walk-ons in the NFL and how badly will that go? Well, isn't that how Julian Edelman was discovered? Just I don't f- know how Edelman five, was discovered. The 5'8 white kid bagging, uh, bagging groceries. <laughs> I I didn't think I, I knew I knew Kurt Warner was bagging groceries for sure. I don't know about Edelman if he was bagging groceries. No, I, I think Edelman on, uh, Edelman was from Kent State. I think he got taken in uh, in the actual draft. But he's that's just that's just Bill's mantra. Just let yeah. me take a let me take a scrappy gym rat. Doesn't even play anymore. I'm gonna turn him into a into a Pro Bowler. Not a Hall of Famer though. And that's 
We could have that debate now. We could have the debate down the road. But I know, I know that question's coming. Is uh, mm-hmm. is Jules a Hall of Famer? That's yeah, a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, he's got he's got a lot of rings. He's got a lot of stats. But then again, we'll probably see how is he without Tom Brady. That's going mean, to be a big big. At, thing at what him. at what point are we just gonna are we just gonna say, oh, the entire Patriots organization is going in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, but but he, but here's the thing: some of those players you know for sure, like Chris Hogan, not a guy that you're going to remember as as one of the great Patriots, right? That that I feel like there's going to be a, a line drawn, but it's it's like Dante Hightower, right? He he had that strip sack of Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl, but is that one moment? And you know, certainly some more dominant defensive seasons earlier in his career. Is that big enough to carry him? But anyway, we're digressing here. I, I think I think the other the other thing that stuck out to me with these people opting out, obviously it's just not the Patriots, the whole league is having to deal with it. The Kansas City Chiefs have lost their lead running back from mm-hmm. from uh, last season. Uh, Cold Bell, over or under 600 yards on the season for Damian Williams? For last year, for last year that is. Oh, last year I would yeah. say I would say under. Yeah, he was at 488 yards in the leading rusher of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I guess I mean, there's the a reason now, they paid Patrick Mahomes half a billion. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they're lucky in that they had to, they've got one skilled player out already. So I guess that that brings up the question. Do we think that this will become a larger trend and our team's going to have to, you know, stock their neighborhood Walmarts a little bit more these this offseason to try and make sure that talent is there? And are more people going to go to those veteran guys to try and find if they have any juice remaining or not? Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of the uh, the folks who are on their last leg are probably going to have bigger roles. Um and obviously, this conversation excludes Frank Gore. Frank Gore's not in his last leg. He's going to play forever. Uh, I just want to make that clear. But looking at some of these, some of these players who are uh, who are opting out of the season, some of them, you know, are actually uh, decently big names. I mean, you know, looking at the Giants, Nate Solder uh, opted out. Obviously, uh, you know, he's not really that tremendous of a player, but he is the you know number one left tackle for them, uh, mm-hmm. citing you know his own personal health and and his family's battle with cancer. But I think the most interesting, the most interesting player to opt out was uh, actually also on the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and I butcher his name, uh, Duverney Tardif, the uh, the starting guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, who actually has his MD and has opted out the season to care for patients. Wow. I just need to know if like he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. Or does he see something from the inside about the lack of preparation um, for the NFL to continue in this in this COVID era? Yeah, that's that's a great point, and I feel like I feel like there, and we obviously don't know what goes on behind these locker rooms, but I feel like there is a mystery right now of what actually is being done to help prevent these players from getting sick. I've, I know I've seen like fifty different renderings of these. COVID football helmets and NFL is like no trading jerseys. But at the end of the day, this is a full contact sport. Guys sweating on each other, bleeding on each other. And hey, 
if you if you're in the bottom of one of those piles after a fumble, I'm sure somebody's gonna try and spit in somebody and just be like, "Hi, I got you with the Rona." Well, well, if you look at some of the leagues that have already kind of tried to go full speed ahead in this in this COVID era, I think you know UFC was one of the first to you know do the no fans. You know, we talk about Fight Island, but really they had to like go on a remote island. To yeah. like proceed safely, you look at the NBA in the bubble. I mean, the bubble was infiltrated. What like day three? Yeah. Like who was it? Stephen A. Smith saying that uh, there's no way uh, NBA players can go the entire season without visitors to perform certain uh, <laughs> extracurricular activities. Like what? What does that say about you know guy making twenty eight million dollars a year can't hold out for three months? And yeah. then we saw you know who's. Who was the, uh, the the girl on Instagram saying that she's already been invited by four players into yep. the bubble? Like, yeah. I, there's, I mean, it just comes down to, you know, you can put whatever policies you want. You have so-and-so going out to get, like, dinner across the street from the bubble. Like, there's no policing yeah. it. So I, I just think it's incredible that the one MD in the league is like, yeah, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, and, and, and a shout-out to... Uh, Lou Williams for attending a funeral and going to Magic City for some wings. Oh we we all God, know we all know incredible. that they have we all know that they probably have the best wings in town. I completely am behind him. He should be able to eat wherever he'd like to. Exactly. So exactly. He's he his body is a temple and he is yeah. giving the fuel that that Ferrari needs. Exactly. Exactly. So I think I think what we've learned is that most of the sports in the United States cannot be trusted because we don't think the players will be able to contain themselves. I mean, if you look across the pond to Europe and the soccer leagues, it's been, I don't think there have been those stories. A couple players here and there have broken their quarantines and curfews, but for the most part, it's been pretty decent there. Just a lot of testing and trying to make sure it keeps happening. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in, in the U.S. sports market this season. So I think I think what we should do is we need a positive spin on this. And this is, you know, I think we've had a theme of what can we introduce concussions into mm. um, to make things better. Obviously, we can't do that to football because, you know, everyone already has a concussion currently. Yep. But what if, and just hear me out, hear me out. We took all the players, <clears throat> all the players that tested positive for corona across all sports, baseball, mm-hmm. football, basketball, whatever, soccer, and we put them on Fight Island, and there is a four-sport kind of tournament Mm -hmm. where it's all COVID, all out, so there's really no risk of COVID, so (laughs) sure, go in, full contact, no mask, whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a, I don't want to say battle royale, but it's like a round-robin event, almost like an Olympic style, where you gain points per event and see who like reigns supreme in all of it. You call it like, like the COVID games. The COVID games, like a quadcathlon or something, exactly. whatever that would be called. Exactly. That'd be, that'd be epic. And then it all ends with, with just a full-out four-on-four battle oh, yeah. just oh, to yeah. the death. I guarantee, I guarantee you there is a major energy drink brand that will <laughs> easily drop $50 million. Just easily. That is 100% what an energy brand would sponsor. You know, well, that you, and like skateboarding fail videos. For sure. I mean, it's and it's got to be because what are they not in? Drone racing, airplane racing, soccer teams, Formula One, missing out maybe in, in the American market, but they're pretty much everywhere. So, you know, Felix Baumgartner jumping out. Of, they're there. Let's do it. 
It's your league, your choice. I love it. And before we, – we're, we're getting dangerously close to needing a lawyer here. So before we get sued <laughs> for dropping for dropping real company names, let's go ahead and get a quick ad read from one of our theoretical sponsors. This episode of Bourbon Glaze Nonsense is brought to you by S. Goodman Legal Services. Are you in a jam? You need a lawyer who can relate to you because he has more felonies than you. Saul Goodman's got your back. He's past the bar and operates below it. Garmin, security incident. What on earth actually happened there? Some of us may know. Some insiders are trying to leak some information. But right after we, you know, I I, I got to say, Cold Bell, we are on the cusp of breaking news. Last episode, we talk about Bitcoin and possibly some dark sides to it. And wham, next week major company announces a security incident which most people are fairly sure it's a wasted locker ransomware attack on the company and they had to pay out to decrypt their files and they had to pay out in bitcoin so i think i think we're we're just breaking news left right and center without even knowing about it i think we're we're creating a new market for reporting where we're not breaking news we're predicting news mm. like some would some would say that this happened because of our forewarning exactly. so i just want to throw that out there that you know uh if we start giving some tips on uh, hot stocks or uh, some gambling some gambling bets <laughs> you know we do accept donations for 10 percent of all profits just throwing exactly. that out there but i think my fa- one of my favorite parts about all this is you mentioned the uh the security incident, and I always think to like every, every you know, office HR type you know caricature on TV where it's always there was an incident, there was an incident, it wasn't a breach, <laughs> they didn't get hit yeah. by ransomware, there was a security incident, a cybersecurity, yeah. that's it, you know, wasn't wasn't a big deal, just had to pay a couple million in Bitcoin, no big deal, you know, it's a little small incident. Yeah, and 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 I think to to back that up just just being attacked by a, a group of hackers if they are or even some entity out there that's just named after evil corp which is an entity and those not familiar in mr robot which is just these group of it's almost like enron but just like nastier people who just lie cheat and steal and it's just like the worst people on earth and it's like to know that somebody's at that level of operating where they're not only costing you millions of dollars, the fact that those CEOs probably have never seen the show and they're like evil corp. Is that like a joke or something? It's like seven degrees of just roasting the shit out of this company and really, really squeezing when they knew that what they had. So I think, you know, it's probably bad what they did, but kind of round of applause for Evil Corp for just being that evil. I I, I love how we're rooting for Evil Corp now. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say we're it. rooting. It's just like really like you know there there's there's crimes where you're just like ah you know that's just a dirt bag of a person. But if you if you're like clever enough to pull some of that stuff off, and let, let's be honest, 
Did they hurt anyone? Not really. Is Garmin going to be okay? For sure. I mean, it's a GPS company. It's not like anyone died from it. They paid a few million out. They're a large multi-billion dollar company. Life goes on. We'll be fine. Not trying to encourage people, but it's like if if you have the balls and the tenacity to pull something off like that, a little bit of a... It's like the bank robber movies that we all watch. We cheer for the bank robbers at some point because you're just like, holy shit, they're driving Mini Coopers down a freaking inside of a house. That's some cool ass shit you go matt damon so what essentially what we're getting to is if anybody out there has the capabilities to weaponize you know software to to create some sort of ransomware and you want to call it something like bourbon glazed bitcoin bourbon Mm. glazed encryption you are free to do so we will give you the naming rights for malicious intent as yep. long as you give like a shout out in your like hacker message, like yeah. all your files have been encrypted. You owe us $3 million. Tune into episode five of <laughs> Bourbon Glaze Nonsense, now streaming on Spotify and catch them on YouTube. <laughs> that would be the most incredible. Like I honestly feel like as, as somebody who's worked and, and run run some security operations, that would be the most wild thing. And I would definitely tune in. I would definitely be like, all right, we got we had a security incident. I listened to a podcast and we've learned. We've adapted. We've overcome. <laughs> Wait, here's how you make it even better. So you know how like real podcasts, I'm not saying we're a real one, real podcasts have like promo codes to like Amazon, or Amazon affiliate links. <laughs> we we give the encryption key as a during promo code. Our, during our third segment. <laughs> and 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 we'll know if you skip ahead to it, we'll 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 make sure those those hackers are smart enough where if somebody skips ahead thirty eight minutes or six hours because we oh, don't yeah. know how to record in a timely fashion. That, that they just don't get it. It just is garble. So we figured it out. The only way we can increase our, our audience size is by hoping some dark force out there who's trying to act in some non-horrifically mal- malicious ways is going to use our podcast to just get us listeners. That's, that's how, I, that's how I like it. it. I, I really like this. That so, would be a great segment for uh, like an episode seven tech segment. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So what 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 and I think this this segment has really gone off the rails here because I I thought about let's talk about some cybersecurity tactics. What do you no. think actually happened? No. We've just we've just gone beyond that. We're I mean, all that's in. completely on message for us. We're not professionals. We put no we put no preparation into this. All off the no. cuff. Yeah. The bullet point literally said Garmin got hacked. So, <laughs> you know. No one knew where this was going really. So technically we're on message. All right. So uh, with that being said and no preparation, I think that's going to lead nicely into our second ad read and a little bit of space filler. This podcast is brought to you in part by Rowdy Reed's Party Planning. Reed's Party Planning is here to offer the best in class service. They guarantee 46. Per- is, that, is that right? Can we, can we get a fact check? Uh, they, all right, all right, okay. The forty-six percent customer satisfaction, as often party goers rarely remember the events that transpired the night, what, the night before. What? Okay. Personal note: proceed with caution. Call of Duty is back on the segment, and boy, was it! It was a. T- 
tough week, and it was a great week for for D-Town and Cold Bell. Started off really, really hot at the early start of this week, and then just Cold Bell. Fuck this what, game. What, what happened, especially last night, and this is honestly why, why we might be delayed, or is it two nights ago? It just, it just, train came off the tracks. You know, there are certain days where you try and be professional. You try and say, okay, I'm going to put in my, uh, you know, we, we typically put in like a six to two uh, nightly shift for the viewers to get our, to get our stats, to get our stories. But, you know, sometimes we're, we're, all, we're all people who do a little day drinking. You know, you, you, start, you start having the happy juice while the uh, sun's still out. And then you're rolling to uh, six o'clock and you're hammered. You're already on to the dark stuff. And I can tell you from personal experience that drinking does not make me better at COD. <laughs> it makes me a lot worse and a lot more angry. So there may be an eviction coming from my uh, housing complex uh, <laughs> between the time of recording and release. So we will add a note at the end of this podcast if I do need a place to stay. Um, hopefully one of our four listeners does have a spare bedroom. Um, mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. And this is why your donations matter. Just remember that you are supporting good people who are getting evicted during a time of need. So please make sure homeless to, gamers, to homeless gamers, nonprofit. Exactly. But, you know, I, I just to give our viewers an idea of what happened, there was there was one night where I think we played about 20 games of of, uh, um, of Battle Royale and trios and at least at least 70% of the games we finished within the top 10 and of those even though we didn't have a victory most of those finishes were within within sixth or better a couple of second place finishes heartbreaking second place finishes in fact uh, and it, it was it was great it was enjoyable but I will say it was way more stressful than I was used to playing because it just was like every game you felt like you had to finish in the top 10 or else you were just dragging the team behind oh your heart rate's going at a million uh, million beats per minute oh a hundred percent sweating just controllers slipping out of the hands no control over what's happening and and speaking of no control, what's happening? I think Cold Bell, you found a very interesting thing about myself, and I think I, I think I, I have to agree now. I often play and drink drink a forty. No, it's actually yeah, it's about a forty ounce uh, water bottle of Yeti as I'm playing, and obviously with all the stress and me dying so often, I drink water quite a lot. And we've seen a trend where where D Town's bladder is full, and yes, I'm referring to myself in the third person. I start playing better. It's just just something in the brain clicks a little bit better. Can, can we pause right there and just that was the first time I've ever I've ever heard someone use a forty ounce measurement in anything but Colt forty five. <laughs> um, I'm a little uncomfortable that we're using like water measured in forties. You know, in this day and age, health is wealth, and just that's that's where my mind goes. But yeah, we we can go back to. Uh, the conversation at hand that uh, D Town plays better when he needs to uh, make pee. Yeah, it's just I think I think there's something about the focus that like you know the the dying sensation of my bladder possibly ripping in half is just dialed me in to make sure that I don't pay attention to that and 100 percent focus goes into it. Maybe Joe Rogan should invest instead of in this pharmaceutical blend 
uh, of, of making you smarter, maybe you should invest in a pill that just makes you feel like you need to pee all the time so that you actually perform better. I wonder, I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's just because you're so focused on holding it in that you're like, your, your hyper stress from the game is kind of diminished and you're more, mm-hmm. you're actually more relaxed in the game and just trying not to pee yourself. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's, it's, it's not good. I don't think it's healthy <laughs> is what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say. And, and I don't think people should be encouraged to try it. But if you find yourself playing better, just question, do you need to pee? And the answer might often be yes. So, Well, that really just comes down to anything in life. You, you find yourself doing better, just repeat it. I mean, even if it is unhealthy. I mean, how many things have we spoken about on this podcast already that are wildly unhealthy? But uh, yeah, I'm not going to go much further than that because that's probably <laughs> another criminal offense. Yeah. So uh, season five comes out next week and some rumors and... Cold Bell, I don't know how much you've invested, and I'm, I'm reading through an article right now because that's how professional we are. <laughs> Looks like there's going to be some new multiplayer maps, but I think the most interesting one, and I think the one that you will you will find interesting is um, actually two parts. There's going to be a running train that I have goes seen around that, the map. And I am so excited for that. And the second part that I think will both sadden and make you happy, because I know you love to take the helicopter to the stadium of uh, uh, to the stadium and sit on the rooftop and hope the circle closes in around it, but stadium might be open or destroyed depending on how some people have seen it. So big changes to Warzone, and I think much needed changes because people might be getting a little bit tired of the repetitive nature of how the map is already. So. I'll speak to the the stadium first. I think that ever since like season three, it's been rumored that the stadium was going to open. So I'm really not holding my breath on that one, to be quite honest. I know a lot of people are reading into the uh, the recent Modern Warfare tweet that was like, uh, what would you name stadium? Our doors are always open, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's an absolute troll just because <laughs> of the repetitive demand that you know the community has shown for opening up stadium what i am super excited for is the running train i think if you follow the train tracks in the mountains um it's actually a really interesting path that it takes what i do hope is that you'll be actually able to interact with the train so i don't know if you remember like playing gta 5 where that train that ran through you basically almost had to glitch your way onto it or you had mm-hmm. to land like a helicopter onto it where if you just came in contact with it, it killed you. I'm, yeah. I'm just hoping there's a way that like if you catch it at the right way, you could ride the train throughout the map um, and use that as a, as a vantage point or use it as kind of, you know, what we've, what we've copyrighted as vehicle cheese, um, <laughs> ride, the cha- ride the train to ride out a, um, a most wanted. So I really, I'm really excited about it. I just hope it's not, kind of one of those things in the background just runs through. I hope it's actually um, interactable with. Yeah, and, and and I'm sure they'll probably find some way to include something that more people might use than the, the contraband or the supply runs. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe there'll be some contract associated with the train. So definitely excited. Uh, the other thing I'm reading is there's only seven season files, so this would lead us to season five, meaning two more yep. updates after this until we get into what people are presuming the next Call of Duty title, which is both exciting and sad because it feels like we really just got 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and there's still a lot of excitement around it, and they might... Yeah, I don't know. It feels I, I know you have to keep churning out these games left, right, and center every year, unless you're GTA, where you can just make a game and Jesus. keep keep charging sixty dollars for a decade. Now you're really, really riding that one out. Yeah, Rockstar is just just I don't know that and Red Dead Redemption. They're just you know they don't need to make too many games. They'll just keep doing great. But you know it's 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 both a bittersweet moment where we're getting towards the tail end of this game interested to see if we get a black ops title zombies and the whole nine yards on that side but i am still in love with this game probably still my favorite game that i played in in the past few months at least yeah i i this is definitely a title i can see playing you know well well after the next title's released i think if you look back at the last you know some of the call of duty titles i, I think this game was marketed initially on nostalgia you know the modern yep. the modern warfare brand really has a loyal following dating back to like you know the early 2010s but i really think that this game surpassed a lot of what like people's expectations were um and what i would what i would love to see is kind of a season 7 special you know i know particularly in the last two seasons there's been a lot of um, controversy or or whatever you want to call it around the weapons and the and the metas and you know what gun should we use what gun has been buffed what gun has been nerfed i say for season seven you buff the shit out of every gun just <laughs> every gun almost level the playing field and mm-hmm. just make every gun as overpowered as possible and introduce more kill streaks and i think that will just make season seven the shit show that we're all hoping for yeah and and maybe find a way to add a button to tackle people so we can introduce concussions because that's our trademark a hundred percent i think we need another we need another blunt object like i think the sticks are funny as shit Yep. like we need a baseball and disrespectful bat. yeah exactly <laughs> we need like a fucking baseball bat or like crowbar even, you could crawl, but you could even go off the rails and get fucking nunchucks in there. Like, how <laughs> wild would that be if you see a dude in a baseball cap and a bulletproof vest swinging some fucking Bruce Lee shit at you? That that's that's incredible, and I think and I think this that leads us to our last question, which will be quick. You going Xbox or you going PS Five for the next console? I I I've seen so many great things about PS Five, like. I have, but I have to go Xbox. Like, and it's it's gonna sound so bad. I just don't like the PlayStation controllers. Like, I just mm. flat out do not like them. So the stick location? It's it's the stick location. I think the the Xbox controllers since like the 360 just contours to your hand better. I don't know what it is. I mean, I almost might even go full gamer and just build a pc and 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 hook a controller up to wow. it wow wow i mean it's you heard it here first <laughs> breaking out, news. might be cheaper might be cheaper might be a little more portable especially because yep. if you if you saw the uh the new renderings of both consoles they're basically just tower pcs yep exactly and and it looks like halo is also going to be available on steam so that kind of yeah. is an interesting move but 
make might lead to more people going that way. I might stick to stick to what I what I've done in the past, which is have both, but buy the Xbox first and then have PlayStation PlayStation once once the cost goes a little bit down and and just to just to get those titles that are exclusive only. Uh, big big fan of some of those games and yeah, I I, I don't think you can go wrong. It's just a no. matter of personal preference at this point. And in terms of graphics and all that, I think we're just talking semantics at this point with how powerful chips are. They're very, very able and capable of doing whatever you could imagine, especially considering that my Xbox makes really weird sounds, but I can <laughs> still play Warzone completely fine. I think we're we're okay and we'll, we'll, we'll do good. I'll throw, I'll throw a follow-up kind of off-the-dome question. Do you think... With some of the advancements in uh, in VR, do you think it's it's still worth it to go Xbox like console, or kind of dip your toe into uh, into the VR experience? I mean, some of the some of the new titles that have come out have been absolutely wild. I mean, I know there's you know the a lot of posts about like what's that game Beat Saber where it's like you got the mm-hmm. uh, the two swords Flying to the uh, boxes. yeah it's almost like it's almost like a VR guitar hero type thing. But yeah. what's that new one, like Half-Life Alex or whatever it was? Like mm-hmm. I've seen some videos on gameplay of that and it looks unreal. Yeah. So I, I wonder if that's kind of, if you give that two more years to like mature and the developers to catch up and, and really create intuitive games for VR. Because that's the other thing too. I feel like a lot of the games we know might not bode well for VR because if you think of like your classic first person shooter, how much fun will it be to be in your living room literally just running around holding an AR? You need yep. something where you're interacting with the world and you need finger dexterity and things like that. Um, so I'd be interested to see the path that that goes down. And that's something if I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a weekend gamer, same as like weekend golfer. Like I don't really invest <laughs> much money into it. But if I were to get more serious and more into it and, and have it become a hobby, I would love to get more into uh, kind of the VR style of gameplay. Yeah, no, and that'd be awesome. I think I've I've only seen it once, but I've seen somebody do a VR adaptation for Call of Duty where it's almost like a a treadmill with a cage around you. So you could run around in different directions and the VR picks up which way you're moving and the gun movements, you know, bring it up higher to your face makes you ADS and pulling it down is down by the hip. So I think that'd be pretty awesome. I think it would be fucking terrifying <laughs> just personally knowing that you're running around getting shot at. I, I don't know how many of us will be able to handle it, but for sure, definitely something to to hope and see that that it gets developed to that point. And with that being said, I think we should uh, we should probably move on to our third ad read before uh, my girlfriend overhearing this leaves me for being the closeted fucking nerd that I am. This episode of Bourbon Glaze Nonsense is brought to you by Lil Sniffer's Bake Shop, Colombian Powdered Sugar. Need I say more? All right, folks, on to the lifestyle segment. Going to get a little personal and talk about us. You know, why are we called Bourbon Glaze? And we don't, we don't talk much about bourbon on this, uh, <laughs> on this show. You know, D-Town, I'm going to let you take this because I'm feeling a little bit of shame right now. Well, you know. I and personally and- attacked. I don't think you should because I'm, I'm holding us up to it. So in episode one and this episode, whatever we're on, four or five, I have had bourbon 
down the hatch during the recording. So I will hold us to it. But the whole idea behind this is, you know, it's it, we played Call of Duty. We might have had one or two drinks. And the whole idea is just to have some fun, be able to drink, be able to share our random thoughts and hope that our children never get around to finding out that we actually did this. So that's that's really what we're what we're all about. I've uh, and I think as we go further down the road, we might introduce you to some of the drinks that we're having during these segments. Uh, and, I, and I'll start today. Maybe today can be our bur- first bourbon that we talk about. I've had the great pleasure of drinking uh, Buffalo Trace tonight in celebration of my project ending and coming to a good close. So a little bit of celebration of a drink today, also followed by about 70 pounds of sushi. So that goes to the nonsense part of, of what we do. <laughs> so, so you heard it first here. D-Town may have kids that he doesn't know about and he wants to keep this podcast from them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but in all in all seriousness, no, I think yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think I think from my perspective, half the time we we record or most of the time we record this podcast, I had drank the night before and mm. all of the shit we talk about is stuff caused by like my drunken actions. So I'm always <laughs> recording this in a state where I can't drink. It's almost like this this podcast is like my means to sobering up. So it would yeah. be like if I drink during this, then it's a seven-day bender, which turns into a month-long bender, which <laughs> you get where I'm going here. There needs to be some sort of night off. But I think the bourbon glaze pro- uh, really came from just our mutual interest and, and enjoyment of bourbon fueling the horse shittery uh, trademark to uh, JC Enterprises <laughs> and the nonsense that ensues following. Exactly. And, and I think that's a perfect segue into our unholy trinity here. And the, these ones, these ones hit home a lot because I think part of it is nostalgic. Part of it is wanting to get back out there and doing happy hours with coworkers and friends and whatever it is. I know you have a different situation with COVID than I do down south. Down south, things aren't great. Um, but the whole unholy trinity that we want to focus on today is what is that drink when you walk up to that bar and you're normally either surrounded by, you know, not very close friends, people you've recently met, acquaintances, or you're at a work happy hour, whether it's with vendors, customers, whatever it is, and you go to order a drink and those, you have that desire to name that one drink, but then you look around and do kind of that, you know, get the look around, get the feeling of the room, do a taste test and say, yeah, I can't do that right now. If I was alone, if I was with friends, if I was with family, I could do this, but read the room. Nah, can't order it. And uh, Cold Bell, do you want to start us off? So the first one, the first one for me is a Shirley Temple, um, unfortunately. <laughs> and I think this, you know, this, this happens to me when, um, without going into too much detail in my line of work, um, you know, the, the gritty blue collar type I am, part of my job does involve uh, entertaining and, you know, uh, socializing with customers at a, a bar setting where, where cocktails are involved. And, you know, because I work so hard, these, these bar nights may happen, you know, in droves of four, five, six nights a week. And, you know, around night four, it's typically like a, a Thursday and I'm just like, I, I need I need a night off because I know my degenerate self is going to drink for pleasure on the weekend on top of for profession during the week. So I'm like, what can I order um, that 
you know, is I, I, I like to have something in my hand. You don't want to be just the guy with, with no drink. And I think to order a Shirley Temple. And my first thought is always, well, I'll just order a club soda with lime. No, because yours truly has reached a point in life where I cannot drink seltzer without it tasting like vodka. So that is off the table. And my thought immediately goes Shirley Temple. And I just can't do it. I cannot be the guy in a bar when someone gets a Woodford and someone gets a margarita and someone gets a uh, vodka tonic and I get a Shirley Temple. I can't do it. It is embarrassing, but God, they're delicious. Especially when they put the little cherry on top. And if like, if when I was younger and I was like behaving, I would get like two cherries. I'd be like, oh fuck, this is the shit. And I used to think the cherry was what got you drunk. So I'd like start getting wobbly after my third cherry. And like everyone was like, oh dude, you can't hold your cherries. But yeah, Shirley Temple number one. I'm 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 sorry, Cold Bell. You're gonna have to go back and listen to this, but you may or may not definitely sound like you're a male stripper just by the description <laughs> of the work that you do. If you just go back, entertaining guests involves drinking. The fourth night's a Thursday. It's you're the guy on quick, the weekday quick shift. Quick disclaimer: my my job requires me to have clothes on at all times <laughs> now i say requires does it always happen that's a different story but i just disclaimer <laughs> there is a requirement for me to wear both shirt pants at shirt pants and shoes at all times there you go all right i just thought that was incredible <laughs> but uh i'll move on to the second one and and this is this one i think this is a shout out to our good friend um because i think he's ordered it amongst us and amongst actually our, our old boss and the whole gathering just kind of looked at him like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Are you sure? Um, the, this one is straight gin. And oh, it's, you, you know, and, and I don't know. peeled if, off the wall at you saying that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, if, if straight vodka makes it any better either. But I think straight gin is just, that's a tough one. That's just like. And 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 the way he orders it is sometimes on the rocks, or as sometimes he says, "No, straight up, I don't need a speed bump," because that's the type of guy he is. And and I think that just really leads people to question, like, "Hey, do we need to turn this into an office moment and do an intervention, um, or is Groundhog's Day around the corner and you want to celebrate privately so you can't have the intervention?" So. That's that's really the level, and it, and it's it's really interesting because I feel like gin and vodka are the two things where if you order straight up, people might question you. Maybe rum if people aren't experienced with drinking rum straight up, but I feel like everything else is kind of on the table. Nobody's gonna look at you and be like, ah, oh, bourbon neat, oh whiskey neat. That's just fucked. So that's a uh, yeah that that's a tempting one. That's one that you probably want to do in private, but one that we've seen happen and had negative repercussions to. I have zero. I'll just throw it out there. I have zero interest in ever ordering straight gin. So I, I don't know if this is the unholy trinity of things we want to do or just shit that happens. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a horrific one. I'll take, a, I'll take the third one and, and round it out. And that's going to be a sex on the beach. And... It's another one that you might want to have in private. And as I say this, it's really adding to the stripper mantra. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable by it. 
but it's a good drink. It's fruity, it's fun, it's flirty, but it has no business in an office setting. And the tough part is typically, you know, when you go out for, you know, customer events or or business sponsored events, you have the opportunity to order things that you might not order when you're essentially on your own dime. Like, yeah, no, I'll I'll move up one shelf and get, you know, the $20 shot instead of the $12 shot. Or if I want to try something that like I, you know, don't typically order, it's like, eh, why not? It's a happy hour. And then you order a sex on the beach and everyone's like, who's the weird guy drinking a sex on the beach? Same thing with like, who's drinking the Shirley Temple? And then I have to put my shirt back on and the bachelorette party's over. (laughs) Oh man, this is incredible. It just, we're going to have so many questions and especially considering most of our audience is people we know. You've definitely just painted yourself as a a male stripper. So (laughs) I, I don't think I can add any value here. I think we should just end it on that. that finishes out our episode and damn we did not lie to you it was truthful we almost we might be just under 45 minutes right at that sweet spot and this might be the worst episode ever for you because 45 minutes is not enough to put some of you guys to sleep we know it's hard and difficult out there but we're doing our best and we'll be back with another 45 minute to three hour segment next week <laughs>